For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. This is Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. It's time to awaken an entire nation. I'll be a dog till I die. Between the hedges, look at fly. 90,000 in the stands, I'm going to do my dance, make it look fine. Coach, put me in the game. UGA, yeah, the name. Yeah, the offense going to turn up, but the defense going to win us the game. Here's your host, Corey Burton. All right, welcome back. It is the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcasting network for professionals. Remember, uh, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. You can find us anywhere you find your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. I don't need to name all of them, but wherever you listen to your podcast, come find us. Leave us a rating. Leave us a uh, subscription. You can find our show at Believe in Dogs on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can find me at Coach Burton 36 And my co-host, who uh, was trying out turkey calls and uh, found some pretty good ones, it's my man uh, at Troopstar28, Israel Troop. What's up, man? What's up, man? Um, I found out yesterday, well, a couple of years ago, um, about five years ago, um, we were out turkey hunting, and somehow my dog – um, came out and was in the woods with us, and he ran up on this big tom. I'm talking about this. This tom's huge, and I guess he had PTSD because when I was working my calls yesterday, I'm talking about he is cowering in the corner, and it was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that can. Uh, your dog's probably mad at you. Like, what are you doing? Man, you should have why seen you, the look of concern on his me? face. He's like, oh no, don't do it. <laughs> uh, it was priceless, and I loved every minute of it too. Absolutely, I bet. Um, yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty good when you get your dog to look at you sideways. I mean, that's like a that's a challenge in and of itself, especially especially a dog that that hunts like your dog. So, like yeah. my my dog, somebody walks by on the street and he's going crazy. Um, yeah, mine doesn't so. even he he's he's a hunting dog, but he doesn't he doesn't do turkeys. Uh, we'll send him out and you know try to trap a hog or something. But he he's a big he's a big pansy. I mean, he just goes and barks at and just runs away. So it's pretty funny to see him running away from the turkey call yesterday. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Well, uh, our show is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. The Super Bowl is right around the corner. Uh, in about a week from Sunday, actually, uh, the Chiefs will take on the Bucks. If you're looking for a place to bet any of the sports that's going on, BetOnline is the best place and only place to lock it in. Are you going to hit some of these prop bets? I'm thinking about it, man. Um, I think uh, the young gun and Patrick Mahomes versus the the old vet and the goat uh, Tom Brady. I mean, it's going to be a good game. I, I watched both of the um, both the championship games, and I mean, those, those guys put on a show. So I think it's going to be a very, very entertaining Super Bowl. So you're Matt. You so you're Matt Lafleur. Do you uh, do you kick the field goal and hope your defense can hold, or do you or do you go for it? No, I'm I'm having big kahunas like my man Andy Reid, and I'm going for it. Especially when you're that. I mean, I'm not kicking a field goal. 
field goal does you no, no good. It's no, it doesn't. It doesn't. And you have to rely on your defense, which you're, you're putting the ball back in the hands of Tom Brady, who in the postseason is a is an assassin. Like that. Like no, that I'm was not, probably the easiest that. conversion for him. No, you got to go it, for it. It was too I mean, easy. You, you have to. I mean, Andy Reid went forward on fourth and one in their own territory on forty nine yard line and went forward and yep. got it. I mean, yep. If that didn't teach you anything, I mean, it, it's, it's go big or go home now. Absolutely. And uh, we can have a conversation after the Super Bowl about um, is there a new goat in town when it comes to coaching in the NFL, and, and that's Andy Reid. So put that in the back of your mind. But there's also a bunch of props um, with the Super Bowl, like the national anthem props, like the commercial props, first half, first quarter, uh, game props, cross-sport props, halftime specials, all kind of all kind of props you can get in on. Uh, with the Super Bowl, so uh, it'll be interesting to see kind of how those uh, how those play out. But from game spreads, totals to team and player and coaching props, all of those props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. There's always the online casino as well; it never closes. So head to Bet Online AG, head on to Bet head to BetOnline.ag today. Take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag. Sign up today. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. So. Israel, let's jump right into it, man. Um, some exciting stuff in the world of football. Uh, 2020 was uh, put to bed, and 2021 has reemerged. I guess there's no such thing as an offseason. It's just whether you're playing games or whether you're uh, looking at news. Uh, some exciting things happening in the world of Georgia football. The schedule was released. There's some doozies on this game, on, on this schedule here. Uh, we also hired a new DB coach to uh, replace Charlton Warren, who moved on to become the defensive coordinator at Indiana University. So good luck to Coach Warren. Uh, but we welcome in uh, Coach Adai from West Virginia. We'll get to him in just a second. But let's look at this schedule, okay? I'm going I'm to I'm 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 play out the schedule for you. I'm, I'm going to give you the first four games, and we'll talk about them, okay? So start off the season uh, against Clemson in Charlotte, neutral site game. Then the home opener September 11th against UAB, then again at home against South Carolina and, and Coach Beamer. And then September 25th, we head right over here to Nashville, right down the road, uh, to take on Vanderbilt. So of those four, what do you think of that first four games there? And I, I love it. Um, we get to see um, what uh, Coach Beamer brings um, to Athens um, with, with his South Carolina team. Uh, we know what Clemson's got. Um, you know, they're, they're losing Trevor Lawrence, but they got another good one right behind him. Um, they're losing a lot of skilled guys, which which I think is going to play hand um, in our favor, um, especially with um, the departure of so many DBs that we have on defense. Um, but I'm telling you, the game that intrigues me is that UAB game. Um, yeah, I was just about to say that. They're conference you, champions. They got 17 starters coming back. Um, and um, their, their coach does a, a phenomenal job. You know, that program was shut down for a while. Um he left, and then they brought it back, and they came back. And, I mean, they, they hadn't skipped a beat. Um, he was in the rebuilding stage there, um, had some success before they before they got shut down, and, and now they're back. And, I mean, they're playing some great football, so that's going to be a great home opener um, in Athens. And Vandy's yeah, it's going to be a pesky so. game. Yeah, Van, Vandy's Vandy. <laughs> but they got new leadership, new energy, So, uh, but they're still miles and miles away from having a competent team at this point. Um, but uh, so – it's going to be interesting to see four games in what Clark Lee's culture is bringing to the table and uh, kind of how his season is faring at that point. 
Um, again, I mean, he, I don't think they're going to be a ton uh, of threat to Georgia, but Vanderbilt's always a pesky place to play. Uh, Shane Beamer, we'll see what he's got early on. I'm glad we're getting him early rather than later uh, so that he can uh, use our game to figure things out for the rest of the season. Um, UAB will be a pesky game. Like you just said, Bill Clark is one of the premier coaches in the country. Uh, again, UAB was shut down not too long ago. They're back. They're conference champions. So that's a, that's never an easy thing. So people looking at that going, oh, they're playing UAB. What little system? No, they're conference champions. They're conference USA champions. They're not they're the old UAB USA's. at all. They, they are very, no, very good. not at all. You know, he, and, he Coach and, Clark was up for a bunch of um, Power 5 jobs. So that just shows you He was you up how for the Auburn was, job. Exactly. So that shows you just how good he's doing the job he's doing over there at UAB. Yeah, and then Clemson is Clemson. So one of the things that concerns me is uh, the the youth and inexperience we're going to have in the secondary against a uh, high power passing attack in Clemson and DJ Ungulale. I, I don't know if I said that right. Quite you're getting really closer. Care, you are getting closer, brother. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> I finally got Robert Salah. No, Salah. Robert Salah uh, for for the Jets. I finally got his name right, so I feel accomplished. But now Clemson's going to be Clemson. That's that's going to be a great test to to open the year. Going to see what. Uh, Coach Monken in this offense does in the offseason, what kind of wrinkles they have, what kind of development JT Daniels will have with everybody coming back. Uh, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a, I think it's going to be a track meet, to be honest with you, and and uh, I'm, I'm here for it as long as we're on the winning side of it. Uh, no team has the home field advantage. I, I think the road dogs will pack out uh, Bank of America Stadium. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that first game. Man, it, it's going to be great. I mean, it's in Charlotte, um, the home of the Panthers. Um, and like you said, um, we're not very far from Charlotte. Um, Clemson's not, so it's, it's very much neutral. Um, hopefully this COVID thing's kind of in control where we can have at least um, 80% capacity um, if, if it's closed, but hopefully we can have max capacity. And I think it's going to be a really good game. clemson Georgia is always a good game. I remember a couple of years yeah. ago um, at Clemson and, you know, when they came to Athens, um, those games were back and forth. Um, and, I mean, like I said, Clemson's Clemson. They're going to be looking for redemption from last year. Um, so it's, it's going to be it's going to be fun to watch there in Charlotte. Absolutely. So our next four is going to be we're going to welcome Arkansas uh, between the hedges. Coach Pittman gets the gets the rematch. Then October 9th, a weird place for this game. I still can't get used to it, but we're at Auburn. Uh, October sixteenth, home against Kentucky, and of course October thirtieth, Halloween weekend, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. So those those four games. Uh, you know, Arkansas has got to be better. You know, they uh, – I think they – did they, they lost Barry Odom uh, as coordinator, right? Um, I'm not sure. I've, I've been hearing grumbles about him uh, possibly leaving, but I haven't heard for sure um, if, if he left or not. I think he should stay at Arkansas. Um, I think um, the way that he – as good a job he's done in Arkansas, um, rebuilding that team uh, defensively and, and the promise that they've shown, I, if I was him, I would stay. But, you know, you never can turn now. Um, an opportunity, and like you said earlier, I really hate, I hate it, I hate it playing Auburn in October. That is a November game. Um, I'm sorry that they have to play Alabama after us. That's not our fault. You chose, they chose you to be on that side of the region. So don't cry, and you play us, and then you play uh, Alabama like you're supposed to. But I hate it being in in October. Yeah, I mean we, you know, it's the SEC. I mean, there's, I mean, there's no easy games. Even Kentucky's not an easy game. That's a, you know, that's always a pesky home home game. Uh, they've they've revamped their offensive staff, so they're gonna, you know, the the days of the fourteen to three Georgia Kentucky game, those, those are gonna be over. Kentucky's got new new blooded offensive coordinator from the NFL level from from the Sean McVay tree actually, 
Um, so that team's going to be pesky. Uh, Auburn, we're going to see what uh, Brian Harrison, uh, Harson, Brian Harson can uh, bring to the. See, I'm, I'm getting these names down there. There, it's it's coming. All right. By the time the fall rolls around, I'll be. By the time we get to uh, extensive Clemson previews, I will have uh, DJ's name. I'll have memorize, it memorized, baby. Um, you got it. Memorize, yes. So, uh, Brian Harson, and we're going to have uh, Jake Crane on uh, at some point. We're going to have him back on the show. We're going to kind of talk about the state of Auburn. You know, what what do they bring to the table? You know, I, you, you were on there talking about Coach Bobo. So, uh, that was, uh, you know, that was very enlightening, I think, for that Auburn uh, Auburn fan base. So, I think they get a really get a good glimpse of what Coach Bobo brings to the table. We will all see it October 9th. Uh, and then, of course, the cocktail party, which uh, a big – some big news out of Florida is they lost their offensive coordinator to, to the NFL. Uh, Brian Johnson, I believe, is his name. Mm-hmm. So what what do they do there? They, I mean, they've got they've got some staff issues, some staff changes. Really, not really issues, but they've got some staff changes. Does that change the dynamic of, of this Florida offense uh, losing Coach Johnson, or does it still uh, ultimately run through Dan I, Mullen? I think it, I think it ultimately runs through Dan Mullen. Um, I know um, the receiver coach, Coach Martinez, and our O line coach. Um, they actually recruited me uh, when I was down here in Tifton. They were both at Florida with Urban Meyer, so um, they, they're familiar with Florida. Um, and Dan Mullen was actually at Florida during that time too. So um, I think the offensive coordinator was just given that that title was just given to him. I think everything still goes through um, Dan Mullen. You can sometimes tell, especially how stubborn they get sometimes um, with their offense. So I think that part would be fine. I think just finding a coach of of, his, of the same caliber is going to be the problem. You know. Um, you get a guy that comes in, he, he's got to learn everything now, um, may not be familiar with, you know, how they do things. I think that's the one thing you worry about. Um, when you leave, when you lose a coach this late in the game, especially with signing day being next week as well. Um, and like I always say, you know, when you lose a coach this late, um, a lot of recruits kind of kind of hone in on, I like that coach, you know, and then he leaves nicely. I don't know if I want to go there or not anymore. So um, I think that's one thing they got to worry about, but, with Dan Mullen, you know, that that's his offense, and I think he's still going to call plays because um, I don't think Darrell C even called the plays. I think he was just up in the box trying to tell him, uh, Dan Mullen what was going on. So it would be interesting to see what they do and what route they decide to take. Um, they got a really good good staff on defense right now. So um, right now I'd, I'd have to find a, a top-caliber guy um, offensively to, to take it, um, Coach Johnson's spot. Yeah, you just need a guy that's going to develop quarterbacks fundamentally. I think to to come in and help and just be the eyes upstairs. I mean, I, I think that you know the the mold of the offensive head coaches, uh, especially if, if you look at NFL comparisons, he's kind of what Frank Reich was to Doug Peterson when when they were all under Andy Reid. Um, kind of like what Nick Sirianni, who's now the head coach of the Eagles, was to Frank Reich, and what Bienemy is to to Andy Reid. Which I, the Texans made a hire today that I'm baffled at, but. Um, <laughs> And we can get to that here in a bit, but um, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to kind of see what direction they go. But I think it's going to be kind of more of just a, a straight straight up quarterback guy that can come in and, and develop uh, whoever they have taking snaps for them. Probably Emory Jones, I think, to start the year, and they'll figure out, I guess, as they go. But somebody that can develop them as a passer, the way they did Kyle Trask, which Brian Johnson gets a lot of kudos for for Kyle Trask's development because I think. It wasn't necessarily the offensive system. It was kind of just more of the development of his fundamentals that got him 
um, where he where he is right now, and and the fact that he had a he had some great targets around him, but he was able to deliver the ball a lot better than he used to be. So that'll be interesting to see where they go with that. But um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know who what names are out there as far as uh, quarterback whispers, but I'm sure Dan Dan Mullen will find them. <laughs> oh yeah, he did. You know, Dan Mullen had Tim Tebow, um, the coach Johnson, who took Trask, who's who had only played what one season prior to coming to coming to Florida, mm-hmm. um, and turn him into a Heisman candidate. So I mean, obviously the guy can coach; he knows what he's doing. He's definitely a quarterback whisperer. So uh, congratulations yeah. to him on his new job, and you know, good luck to Florida finding a guy of that caliber to, to replace him. Absolutely, and he's going to get a chance in the league. Uh, so we end the season November 6th at home against Missouri. Uh, Eli Drinkwitz in his second, will be in his second season. Uh, going to get to see a good picture of how, how Missouri's developing. They were pretty sporty at the end of the year, um, so it'll be interesting to kind of see how they develop in year two. Then November 13th at Tennessee. I can't – see, that's just weird to me. I can't get behind a November Tennessee game and an October Auburn game. Just flip those two games. It's, it's as easy as that. Flip the two games. There's going to – like if you put Auburn at November 13th, there's a date in between uh, when they would play Alabama. So I don't know where all the griping's at. So November 20th is when we play at home against Charleston Southern. Obviously, that's just a fundraiser for Charleston Southern and a get-well game for, for us after the gauntlet of Florida and Missouri and Kentucky. Uh, and then uh, November 27th at Georgia Tech, which it doesn't matter where we play them. It's a home game no matter what. Yeah. Um, so we'll see if uh, Jeff Collins can – I don't know what I don't know if there's anything he can do uh, with, with that with that ball club. They were, I mean, it's just a bunch of square pegs for for round holes uh, with coming off of Paul Johnson and into uh, Jeff Collins. So, I mean, honestly, I think ultimately a perfect hire for them would have been like Willie Fritz uh, out of Tulane because he's kind of very similar. Or if that job ever comes open again, I still think they have enough uh, good personnel. You you got to look at Chad Lunsford down at Georgia Southern and say. Hey, come on, come on over, or, or if you really want to just go back to that triple option stuff, the uh, Brian Bohan is doing a great job at Kennesaw State. But we're not a Georgia Tech show, so we're not going to really break down that uh, coaching job. But uh, that's just my opinion on it. So uh, that's the schedule. Uh, the back half of the schedule, Israel. That Tennessee, Tennessee made a, made a good hire. We're going to talk about the the actual hire uh, later on in the show. We'll, we'll kind of break that down um, as as we. As we close out, but that's going to be you know at 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 Tennessee, they're going to, their roster is going to be decimated. Eric Gray just transferred to Oklahoma. Uh, their roster is going to be decimated, so that's probably not going to be a very difficult game. It'll be a pesky game, but it'll be one that uh, maybe in the first quarter we're we're thinking, okay, this Tennessee team's pretty good, but then I think the rosters are going to take over. So I, I think it's a good way to end the season with uh, with a lot of confidence. Um, hopefully coming off the Florida game, we're in control of our destiny in the East uh, and, and get a win over Missouri and Tennessee uh, to close out the, the conference slate. So um, really the, the only two games that we can really kind of break down as potential good games is Missouri and Tennessee. What do you think about those two? Um, I think Missouri is going to come in. You know, they they had a, they played a pretty good game plan against us uh, last year or this past year, and um, they're, they're, and they're getting better. And better and better. I think Missouri made a good hire, and they just got a new defensive coordinator as well um, at Missouri. And for Tennessee, you know, Tennessee is going to be Tennessee. Anytime you play at Tennessee, um, you know, from a former player perspective, I mean, it, it's always tough, um, especially if we're if we're allowed to, you know, have 
have uh, fans back in the stadium and they play Rocky Talk over and over and over and over again. Um, and then just seeing all that orange just makes you want to throw up. So um, that that game is <laughs> yes. is always is always a pesky pesky game. And and I hate that it's all right. So this is what I look at. You know, usually we're playing Auburn. You know, to secure our our ticket to the SEC championship game, right? Uh-huh. So now yep. we're looking at Tennessee to secure our ticket. And now, after looking at the schedule, I mean, if we just take care of business, I mean, we'll, we'll beat Tennessee, especially this year. Um, so yeah. um, I hate it that we're playing Auburn in October, and, you know, those two should be flip-flop. But, I mean, if we're looking at it, it's not a bad draw if you take care of the gauntlet at the beginning of the season. Then all you have left is Tennessee – Charleston Southern and Georgia Tech, which should be three wins, you know, right there heading into Atlanta. No doubt. And you got to love it. And, uh, you know, JT Daniels should be, and I expect him to be rolling at, at that point in time. So, uh, great schedule. Um, very competitive schedule. Obviously, Charleston Southern is the one game that, you know, that's the uh, 12 p.m. kick and take your kids to it. And it'll be kind mm-hmm. of a fun, like, starters will be out by, by halftime and, you know, just, Everybody, everybody, lick their wounds and get better. Uh, maybe, maybe throw in Brock Vandegrift for the second half and just let him roll. Um, you know, whatever, the, whatever the case is, that'll be one of those type of games. And uh, so, moving, moving uh, along down the tracks, uh, as as I mentioned earlier in a, in a, in a previous show, Charlton Warren, uh, former defensive backs coach at UGA, uh, moved up moved up the ladder to take a defensive coordinator job in the Big Ten at Indiana University for a great program in Tom Allen. We talked about that on our last show. And we were talking about names that could potentially pop up. Well, this is one I definitely did not have on my radar, um, but I'm glad that Kirby made this move because I think it's going to be a great hire. You you look at West Virginia's team, uh, they played really well in pass defense mm-hmm. in, 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 a, in, a, in a league that passes the ball a lot. Um, and he had, some, he had some young guys at corner – uh, up in Morgantown, that's Jamit, that's uh, Jamel Adai, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll get that pronounced. See names, man, names. <laughs> the, the names are going to be the death of me, right? Uh, so we'll get. A, I'll, I'll get a, and unless I just pronounced it right, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's Jamil the teacher, Adai, it's the teacher in us because you know you get a roster, you know kids oh, yeah, in your class, yeah. and you look, you're like, um, so how do you say your name again? And you know, and about about two weeks later, you know, you get it right. So you know, this is yeah. a, this is a you, new you fresh name. You, you, we'll get it right. Exactly, you get those, you get those reps, man. That, that's all it is. And every time, I, every time I look at a new roster, I can't help but think of the uh, substitute teacher bit yes, from uh, Keen exactly. Peele. I cannot, <laughs> cannot stop thinking about that. It's it, it cracks me up every time I see a Jacqueline. I, that, that, never again is it going to be Jacqueline. It's always going to be Jake Quellen <laughs> yes, to me. That ne- is, never, never again. They made so. some money off of that skit, boy, because that is absolutely oh, hilarious. Man. And they got some mileage out of it too. It's being played <laughs> at every school in the in the country. So, um, so a little bit about uh, Coach Adai. Uh, he is a very hands-on coach. Uh, got a great presence. I, I heard somebody compare him, like his presence and his kind of like demeanor to to Mike Tomlin, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, I don't know if you know. Uh, that's a pretty good comparison. That is a really good comparison. Um, you know, we we had um, here about Austin. You know, we had a kid that um, went and played at uh, West Virginia, um, played under Coach Adai, and and he loved him. Um, you know. They gave up, uh, I'm looking at it right now, 159.6 yards per game in the Big 12. And you're looking at a league that is very, very pass-happy, and that is very, very impressive um, by, by, that, by that back end back there. And, I mean, 
let's see the Mountaineers last year. They were number four nationally in total defense, number 21 in scoring defense. So, I mean, defense was obviously not the problem. And then you get a guy um, and coach a dive this caliber coming in, especially with a young, very inexperienced secondary. I mean, that is a home run hire. Now, on top of that, you bring in Will Muschamp, who's also coming in too, you know, although he's not, He's not on the field, you know. He's kind of helping and everything like that. So I mean, you got yeah. some great defensive minds on that side of football. Absolutely. I mean, you got you got Will Muschamp taking a year off from on the field, being an analyst. I mean, that's that's invaluable. And and Will Muschamp is kind of your defensive coordinator in waiting. I feel like because um, I wouldn't be surprised if Dan Lanning was seriously considered for this uh, UCF job. So, he is definitely uh, keep one your of eyes the coordinators that. that that is being targeted. Um, I, I saw it um, yesterday as I was reading through. Um, and I can see yeah. he's, a, he's a young coach um, coming into a very high-powered, um, nationally known UCF team now. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me, you know, if they give him a call and see if he actually want it. He turned down a very high-powered job being the D.C. at Texas. So that tells yes. you that he is being highly sought after. So, I mean, yes. it wouldn't surprise me if UCF gives him a call um, and he gets an interview. No doubt, and, and and maybe even an offer. So, uh, but you got Will Muschamp sitting there um, in, in this room. But it's it's going to be a very talented defensive staff room. Um, it already was, uh, and it's going to be even more talented. I, you know, I, I it's hard for me to say that you could really like with with position coaches like upgrade is a very kind of weird definition because um, it, you know with Coach Warren and Coach. A die. I mean, Coach Adai could be an upgrade in, in certain areas, like developing young corners, is which what we're going to need. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's something that that uh, that he can do very, very well, and he's somebody that can uh, play with not a lot of resources, uh, like he did at West Virginia. And so, uh, that's what I really kind of like about him is he's resourceful. He's very he's very hands on, very fundamental oriented, great relationship builder, uh, and obviously that lends to great recruiting. And uh, you know, West Virginia is not a not a overly easy place to recruit to no, um, and, and he and he got some talented guys in there so imagine what he can do with uh with somebody like nylon green who uh just got his fifth star from uh 24 7 which rivals would do the same but um that's neither here nor there so uh, I'm, I'm excited to see kind of what he brings to the table uh every everything i've read from every perspective he's well respected in the coaching uh profession he's he's had some nfl interest uh i don't think anything worked out but you know, he's going to go to a program that he's going to learn from two great defensive minds, or actually three, with uh, Kirby, Dan Lanning, and, and Will Muschamp. Uh, and, and even Coach Shue mm-hmm. um, is going to have some great perspective uh, in there. So it's going to be a really, really talented. And I can't leave out Trey Scott, obviously. He's, exactly. he's been a rock star since he got here. But uh, So it's going to be an extremely talented defensive room. I'm excited about the offensive room uh, as well. Uh, very talent, very, very talented there too with Del McGee, uh Cortez Hankton, Matt Luke and uh Todd Monken and then you have Buster Faulkner sitting there as a as a QC. Uh and then uh it's just it's just an exciting, exciting staff. You got Scott Cochran as your special teams guy and I thought special teams uh outside of the bowl game, I thought they played re- extremely well uh throughout the course of the season. So it's it's an exciting uh, addition to the staff. Can't wait to see what he brings uh to the to the uh, recruiting table. Uh, his first test is going to be 
bring Terry and Arnold in, into the fold. So we'll see what he uh, we'll see if he can do that. Um, so welcome, Coach Adai. Uh, Red and black will look good on you. We'll bar you for two years until you become either defensive coordinator or the new head coach at West Virginia, which. Uh, wouldn't surprise me and uh, would be very, very happy for him and wouldn't blame him. So um, another note before we get into our break, uh, Mike Farrell, the godfather of recruiting, the Rivals.com National Recruiting Director, uh, posted on uh, the UGA Sports Forum. He just put in his future cast uh, for UGA uh, somebody named Gun- Gunner Stockton. Oh, boy. I, that just came across my ticket. I was like, wait a minute now. Yeah, that, that, and, that could uh, get interesting real quick. <laughs> yeah, so uh, they're saying that UGA is now the front runner for Gunnar Stockton. Mm, that is interesting because I mean we just got brought Carson Beck still there, um, yep. and then you know, ooh, it transfer yeah. portal is about to be lit for real here in just a second if that happens. No doubt, because yeah, I don't think Lord, there's man. there's no way that Carson Beck stays if this happens. But no. at the same time, yeah. he goes out there and compete. He might be the better quarterback. So I mean, he could be. Know, they they got some time in between because we all know who show it is this year. It's it's, it's dang as a show, you know. So yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I'm, I'm I know Coach Monk and that staff will, will develop um, these young guys. Uh, to be ready to take over if, in fact, something happens. Heaven forbid something does, but, I mean, I got to have a guy ready. So, I mean, with Gunnar Stockton having another year um, in, in high school football, I, it, 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 it makes it uh, very interesting, um, you know, hearing that and seeing it right now. So, you know, it, it all could be rumored still, too. Um, yeah, you know, I with, mean, there's still a lot of time between now and then. I mean, there's still – but that's that's the that's the most recent update. So I thought that was pretty exciting. If I was him, I'm not gonna lie. I'm going to Auburn. I'm I'm taking Bo Nix's spot as soon as I get there. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, uh, that's that's what yeah. I would do. Yeah, I would too. I, I I would I would go down there and become the starter from day one. I mean, he can be. He has the talent to be. Exactly. So yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't blame him there. So cool. But uh, with. Uh, but that's going to uh, that's going to do it for the first half. Uh, I want to tell you about uh, one of our new sponsors, uh, Kansas City Stakes, Israel. Kansas City Stakes. With a new year comes ton, tons of new big games in sports. With big games, you need big stakes. Kansas City Stakes has the cuts you crave to celebrate the playoffs and the big game, which is the Super Bowl. So visit KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day and save up to $25 on combos perfect for game day. Plus get free shipping with the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout. Try out the new snack pack combo featuring small plates with big favor, flavor, not favor, uh, big flavor, mini beef Wellington steak burger sliders. Does that sound pretty good? Yeah, that sounds delicious. I'm getting hungry now just thinking about it. I know, right? Mac and cheese melts. Ooh, I don't know what that is, but it sounds good. Anything that has mac and cheese, I'm, I'm trying it. Yeah. Oh yeah. You can't. It's it's real hard to make a bad dish with mac and cheese. Um, shrimp wrapped in bacon. Who doesn't love that? Mm. Bacon. Can't so go Kansas wrong. City steaks. Please send us send us something. I, I don't <laughs> care. Like if everything is to the caliber of those three things I just read, send us whatever you want to send us. Right uh, at Troopstar twenty eight at Coach Burton thirty six. Uh, messages. We'll 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 let you know where to send it. So, 
Um, and and uh, it's good. I, I know it's going to be good because every order is flash frozen, delivered directly to your home, satisfaction guaranteed, or your money back. Basically, every cut of steak imaginable, plus appetizers, desserts, barbecue, and so much more. Again, go to KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day. Use the code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, at checkout for free shipping. That's right, free. Free is for me. Kansas City Steaks, big games, big tastes. All right, welcome back. If uh, if your mouth's not watering after those reads, um, I don't know what to tell you. You must not like meat, man. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I want one of those Kansas City steaks, man. Uh, and if they have barbecue, man, I I, and I sent you the picture of those ribs, man. Those ribs turned out really good. Man, them things look delicious. I, I was about to board a plane and come get me a plate, man. Those things look good when <laughs> you sent me that picture. Yeah, I, I was enjoying I had some, my, I had some my salad on that that my wife made oh, for me. Salad. Oh. oh, you must be on a must be on a diet. Not not yet, not yet. She she had uh, found some ingredients and made a salad and everything. Our anniversary is actually tomorrow. Um, oh, so, okay. Well, happy anniversary. Um, thank you. I'm, What's I'm your gonna, plans? Uh, we're gonna go out to eat and find a babysitter for these bad little youngins of mine, and um, you know, go out to eat and spend spend a day with each other and. Get finally get some sleep. <laughs> hey, that like that's so underrated. People just don't kids. understand. I mean, I got we got two under two, and I mean, you're, when you're trying to watch one, the other one's crying, and then it sucks when they they synchronize cry and say, "Oh man, it's bad." One cries, and then the other one stops, and then the other one starts crying, it's, and they go back and forth like they're trying to torture us. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I have one, and he feels like three sometimes. <laughs> uh, and so I, I definitely get it. Like I got to, I got to sleep until six fifteen this morning. I, I felt like that was a victory for me. So oh, that's nice. I was uh, up at five fifteen this morning. Oh, most mornings I'm up before five. Whew. Um, my my wife got my wife took a turn the, the, this morning, so she allowed me to sleep <laughs> in. So that was good. Uh, but most mornings, either me or her are up at like four thirty. So. Yeah, definitely feel you on that. So, uh, but yeah, no, I, I made those ribs on the on the Traeger grill on the on the smoker. Um, I finally like the first time I made ribs on the, on the on the Traeger. Uh, I had to finish them off on the gas grill. I kind of underestimated. I, I think I put it on the wrong setting. Like I put it on the smoke setting, and mm-hmm. uh, if you put it on the smoke setting on on the Traeger, you better budget like six or seven hours. Yeah, you got to uh, have all day when, to do that. When I talk about slow cooking, it slow cooks. I gave it. I gave it a window of four hours, and it wasn't even close to being done uh, the first time. So I cooked it at I cooked it at two twenty five for three hours, mm-hmm. uh, and then for like the last twenty minutes, I basted uh, some barbecue sauce on, and I cranked it up, uh, and it got up to about three twenty five, I think, uh, before it was done. That kind of finished it off. Uh, man, it was like. Like you pulled the bone and the bone came out and there was no meat on the bone. Man, that's yeah. that's that sounds delicious. Yeah, it was perfect. I, I wish I had to put a little bit more barbecue sauce on it. So if I had to find something to gripe about, mm-hmm. that's what I would say. Yeah, but yeah, it's crazy, man. Um, so I find it talking about ribs is more exciting than talking about this Georgia men's basketball program uh, oh, right now. So, man. um, when you're you know what. I'm gonna. We're gonna lead off with the women. Uh, on Monday night, they won a barn burner at home against Arkansas. Uh, you had two girls in double digits uh, point wise, but I mean, 
this bat this this women's team's rolling, and maybe maybe Coach Joni Taylor should come over and coach the men too. Maybe she should maybe she should double up. Man, they're they're doing a phenomenal job. I mean, Coach Taylor, I mean she she's a real deal. Uh, they made a home run hire uh, when they brought her in uh, to take over this basketball team, and I mean just looking at looking at the scores. I mean it's twenty five twenty five after the first, tied at halftime, and I mean. You know, Arkansas goes on a run in the third quarter, but Georgia just battles back in the fourth, you know, to, to win the game. And, I mean, like I said, you got one, two, three, four, four young – four ladies in, in double digits. Um, I mean, just the rebounding aspect. I mean, Chelsea – make sure I say it, Chelsea Dungy has eight rebounds, 25 points. Um, Michaela Daniels, 13 points. Uh, Destiny Slocum, 11 points. Um, Aaron Barnum. Uh, 20 minutes. I mean, she comes in four rebounds, 15 points. So I mean, this group of young, this group is, is very, very good. Um, and you know, and like we talked on our last show, the only hump that we have to get over is that South Carolina hump. Uh, and once we do that, I mean, sky's the limit for this group, this team, and and this uh, Lady Dogs uh, basketball team. So, uh, great job, Lady Dogs, and they got a big one, another big one um, today. As a matter of fact, uh, 7 p.m. tip off against the. LSU Lady Tigers, so um, Lady Dolls, go go ahead and get that victory um, against the Tigers, send them back to Baton Rouge with an L. Yep, that's right. And uh, so you had uh, you had Gabby Connolly score 20 points, and uh, Joanna Statiti, I think I got that right. St- oh, wait, I'm looking at the wrong Stady? thing. That's right. I was looking at the wrong Joanna Statiti? I, I See me and names, right? <laughs> it's like that roster, man. You know, uh, they both scored twenty points. Uh, Gabby, uh, Gabby Connolly hit the game winner actually um, at the end of that one. That's so right. that was uh, that that was an exciting one to kind of follow. Um, you know, I'll be honest, I wasn't really watching it on TV. Um, but you know, when you have a, a son like mine, you can't really watch much on man, TV. So. You got two like mine. It's crazy. Shoot, I was looking at the Arkansas roster. I hadn't even clicked over yet. But yeah, <laughs> I'm look. I'm just one, one thing that intrigues me the most. All right, Jenna Jenna Stady comes in thirteen rebounds, thirteen rebounds, and twenty points. I mean, we can't even get some of the guys to do that. And like I said, wow. I'm not a basketball guy by any means. But I do know if you got one player that's rebounding 13 times in a game, the probability of you winning is pretty good. Yeah, exactly. And especially in the women's game where, you know, I feel like if you get a double double, you're you're in great shape. Most definitely. And uh, and, and Jenna Stady, I'm glad you said that. Now I can practice Jenna Stady, Jenna Stady, Jenna Stady. <laughs> okay, I think I got it. Um, you know, double double with 20 uh, 20 points, 13 boards. Almost had, uh, you know, almost had. I think. She was halfway to a triple double with five blocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she had eight defensive rebounds uh, and five on on the offensive end. So uh, she's getting it done at, at the at the center position. Played thirty one minutes there. So uh, Coach Joni Taylor's got some great things going on. Uh, hopefully LSU will be uh, will be the next victim on the block. So uh, what about these men? Just I you know I I want to hit the panic button. On coach on coach Crean, I probably shouldn't, but I want to because I feel like the team just kind of quit last night. Man, it, I'm looking at the score, 83 to 59, and like I said, I'm not a basketball guy by any means. All I do is I watch the games, I, I critique it just like I would do anything else. And look, South Carolina teams coming in at four and five, we're coming in at nine and six, and we get blowed out 83 to 59. 
I mean, it 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 was pitiful. And then we look at the stats here, and it's just like, what in the world is going on? I mean, the great thing I tell you what the great thing that that's going on with Georgia right now. Okay, we're getting some great coaches in at, at each sport, right? Which brings excitement. Right. Okay, so when other people see that excitement, it's going to hopefully bring in some recruits. And with that, mm-hmm. I mean, you start getting a flow in. So I'm not going to hit the panic button just yet because we're, we're off. We're, we're far off on our basketball team. Let's just be honest. It, it's, it, this is going to take a couple more years to even get close to what we should be. Um, but, I mean, to you, get, you, got, you got to at least be competitive. You know what I mean? And, I mean, right now, I'm just looking at, you know, P.J. came in with seven rebounds, six points. Um, that's coming from from a forward. Um, Kamara comes in, three rebounds, seven points. None of these guys have double-digit rebounds. None of them. The closest one huh. was was Wheeler with nine. Yeah, nine and nine. So, I mean, Katie Johnson and uh, Garcia, you know, Johnson come in with 14 points and Garcia with 10. But, I mean, those are the guys that's why are, producing those Why aren't those they points. starting? You know what I mean? Why aren't they, they starting? Start those guys. I mean, it's – Lord. I, I don't know the dynamic because yeah. um, you know I'm a football guy, and I will never I will never pretend to be a basketball guy by any means. I, I watch yeah. and and I see what's going on. I just tell you what I see, and right, just right now we're just not there yet. We just don't have the body or the competitive edge right now to compete, and that's the only thing I think. In some of these games against Kentucky, we wanted to beat Kentucky. You know what I mean? So you just saw us compete, you know, and last night. It just looked like we just didn't want to compete. It's like we just came out and was, oh, just soccer line, they're four and five, we'll get this one. Uh-uh-uh. As Lee Corso says, not so fast, my friend. Look, exactly. South Carolina came out, and they were ready to they were ready to go. I mean, 83 points? Come on now. Yeah, exactly. And what, what concerns me is that you have a guard that played 23 minutes and did not score a single point. Um, and you have a guard that played only one more – and you had a guard coming from the bench – that played one more minute than your starter and scored fourteen, and had four rebounds. Um, so he almost he out rebounded one of your forwards. Yeah, that's KD Johnson. Get his mm-hmm. butt. I, I think it's like finding the right mix of uh, in the lineup. Uh, honestly, I think that's our problem. I think we we're stubborn in the fact that we don't want to attack and run. When we attack and run, I mean, I was watching the game Saturday against Florida. Uh, another another game that got out of hand. Uh, but the announcer said that Georgia was the best transition team in the in the league. Yeah, but we. So can't what did finish. we do as soon as he, as soon as what did what did we do as soon as he made that statement? We shut it down and went into a half court offense, and and uh, Florida went into like a fifteen to two run. Yeah. Like when we were when we were running, that game was tight. I tell you, like, we, we don't have the guys that can. No, we don't. We, yeah. I was just literally you you about said before before I came in. We don't have the guys that can do that. We got to be a full court go get it get the ball in the paint, you know, hit some perimeter shots here and there. I mean, that's what we do. We're small. We can't go and bang. We can't play half-court football. I mean, half-court basketball. You know what I mean? We can't sit there and yeah. bang with people because we're just smaller than them, you know? So, um, I'm not going to hit the panic button yet, you know? I, I think Coach Cr- – I think he, he's trying to figure it out, but I'm not hitting it just yet. Um, he, if, he if better it, figure something out. Yeah, if it's a couple more games like this, and then I'm, I'm probably by our next show – I, I might be hitting the panic button because we got. I might be. I might be completely out. <laughs> um, there, there's some red flags. Like in year three, you should not be losing like this. No. Like okay, you got a young roster. You got a small roster. You're trying to figure some things out. I get it. 
uh, you're probably going to lose more games than you should. But like losing by eight points and losing by I'm not even going to do the math on this because it's depressing. But uh, <laughs> losing by whatever this is, uh, and then 24. losing twice by thirty, twenty-four. God mighty. So you have three games in your conference slate that you lost by 30, 30, and 24. Then I think, what was the Florida game? That was, that was 15, eight. right? No, uh, being eight. Okay, yeah, it was it was much worse at, at, at certain points. I think that was more of a cosmetic uh, into the game. So I, I think that game was much more much worse. But again, not, not a terrible result. But the, the inconsistency is killing me. Um, the stubbornness, like, like what, like we're the equivalent of what Vanderbilt was trying to do offensively this year in football. Mm-hmm. Like you're Vanderbilt, like you, you don't need to like line up and run power and like run what everybody else runs. Like you have, like we have to find the whether it's Coach Crean adopting this method of play or do we need to go and, and find a mid major coach that has a lot of energy that can recruit well to to come in and and, and run the equivalent of the the air raid. You know, mm-hmm. uh, just just kind of a fast pace, like run the freaking floor and let, let let that be our identity in the conference. Because obviously, at two and six, we're I mean we're not competing with anybody uh, in the conference. Yeah. So I, I don't know what what gives here, uh, but you got to find something. You got to find some sort of answer, some sort yeah. of thing you can hang your hat on to, to at least give you some confidence. And the fact that KD Johnson is starting on the bench, like if he's starting on, like I might be out if he's starting on the bench on Saturday. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I'm honestly, looking at it, and we 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 knew what Georgia basketball had. Okay, we we're not we're not naive to that point. But the main thing, like you alluded to no. earlier, is just being competitive. You know, compete, compete, compete. You know, if you're lose if you're losing and you're competing, it shows that you're getting better and better each week. I'm okay with that. You know, especially yeah. coming from a coaching perspective. Of course, people outside are going to want wins and blah blah blah. But if you look at what we're dealing with, and if they're competing, I mean, you get these. You know, six points. I'm I'm okay with eight points. I'm okay with eight points. Eight points, six points, four points. You know, ball games. You know, I'm okay with that because it shows the sign that we're getting better each and every week. But when you go out and yeah. beat a Kentucky team, and then you lay an egg against Florida, and then that egg hatches and lays another egg against South Carolina, now now it's it's starting to wonder what is going on and why are aren't we getting better each week? Exactly. It, exactly. You got to figure out. I I I don't I, I don't know what I don't know what the answer is. Um, we actually beat Ole Miss. I didn't know. I didn't realize we beat Ole Miss. I thought we. I read that wrong. God Almighty. Um, but yeah, we uh, we're gonna have a chance to to host Ole Miss on Saturday. Um, hopefully, hopefully the uh, just the results are different. Hopefully, we're more like just be more competitive, right? Just mm-hmm. focus on. Just focusing on playing better in the second half because we're a pretty good, pretty sporty first half team. Yeah, I haven't seen many first half scores that have been that have been lopsided. It's usually about a third of the way into the second half where teams start to kind of go on these runs. Like it's almost like it's almost like they start to figure us out, and and then once they figure us out, they they didn't drop the hammer. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Like that's when I feel like we should press the pedal down even more. Um, yeah. I mean, we're going to give up points. Like, with that style of play, you're going to give up points, and that's fine. We're already giving up points, so, I mean, what? not much is going to change, you know? So, um, but 
we uh, our, our next our next three are against our home against Ole Miss, then at Auburn. That'll be a scary one, and then home against Vanderbilt uh, the weekend of the Super Bowl. Um, and Vanderbilt might be the, they're zero six. <laughs> I don't think they're going to win a game in basketball or football. Oh, well, they're no. they're four and eight overall, but they're not going to win a conference game. Holy snakes! Bas- I know we're talking about basketball, basketball, but Gunnar Stockton yeah. just committed to Georgia. Oh wow! Yes. Wow. He has committed to Georgia. That's a that's some great breaking news. Well done. Well done. Nice, uh, nice scoop there. Um, well, that's a great palate cleanser because I'm tired of talking about basketball. <laughs> um, so that's that's huge, man. That that's huge. I, I'm 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 very excited, uh, J Boy. If you're listening to this, I'm ouch. sorry. Um, I'm sorry. I yeah. thought I thought for sure he'd be going to Auburn. If, like I said yeah. earlier in the show, if I was him, I'd be going to Auburn. But yeah. welcome, welcome to Dog Nation, baby. Well, welcome. Yeah, welcome to Dog Nation. We'll 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 take you, Gunner. Um, I, I guess that he didn't really like the uh, he didn't really like the the the, the culture there. So whatever. They didn't they um, didn't hand I'll out any him. McDonald's yeah. bags apparently at Auburn. They actually did it the right way. Yeah, they did. <laughs> and he was he was he was not good he was not good with that. So, uh, wow. Okay. Um, I'm looking for the uh, I'm looking for the the. Uh, the tweet from from coach from coach uh, coach Smart saying go dogs. Oh, it's coming, it's coming. Speaking of McDonald's, oh J Boy J Boy has already made a graphic. Uh-oh. Um, yeah, he uh, he predicted it. So, yeah, wow, that's wow. a that's a strong turn of adventure right there. Yeah, I mean they were talking about like when Bobo came and and he decommitted. I mean. I thought it was, I thought it was all, all she wrote. Uh, but I also there is that, um, Tennessee had a chance of now with Hypo going to Tennessee, which I know we'll talk about that in just a second. But with Hypo going, an offensive guy, um, I know, yeah. I know they have um, uh, Harrison Bailey there, um, but that's two, that's two years that he'd have on him, and then he'll come in, learn, learn for a year, and be able to compete. So I mean, ooh, that's. Yeah. Just, that is some news for everybody right there now. Yeah, there you go. Gunner Stockton, you – well, I guess if you're listening to this later today, you heard it here first. <laughs> uh, no, you probably heard it on Twitter first, but, uh, you know, I'm not going to give Twitter the con- – I'm not going to give them. So, Auburn's looking at now Tanner Bailey, 2022 quarterback. Um, I'm trying to figure out where he's from. I don't know much about the 22 class yet. But um, I don't know if that's Griffin or not. Looks like maybe it could be Griffin. Um I don't know. I'll, I'll get you an answer on that one too. So um, that's that's a good palate cleanser, uh, and that's a great transition. Uh, talking about Josh Heupel, um, if you're living under a rock, uh, they uh, Tennessee made the move. Uh, not surprising when they hired uh, Danny White as AD last week. It was no surprise that uh, Josh Heupel. That was a first name that I immediately thought of mm-hmm. uh, because Scott Frost is at his alma mater and uh, he's struggling, but he's still kind of hanging on to the to the to the hope that he's not going to struggle anymore. So, uh, Josh Heupel, what what is what does he bring to to Tennessee? I mean, he brings a lot. I think um, I, I read um, something right before we got on, but where Danny White was upset um, about how it came out. Um, but you know, when you got a lot of people uh, trying to get the story and things like that. I mean, it's going to come out, but you know, 
Um, I was not surprised by the hire, um, especially with everything going on at Tennessee. You're coming in as new AD. You're going to want somebody that you trust. And he has been with Hypool for, like he said, a couple of years now. Um, came in after, after Coach Frost. Actually, he was there with Coach Frost. Came in, um, did a good job for them um, these last couple of years. And, I mean, it's all about, especially at being with Tennessee and the thing that's going on the book they have, is finding people that you can trust. And there is no doubt after this hire that he could trust Josh Heupel. And I think it, it is a great hire, and I think it is a very smart hire because he was looking for somebody offensively, and why not go get a guy who's been putting up uh, an average of 40-something points a game? You know, so um, great, great hire. Um, and, and hopefully, you know, Coach Heupel can, can get this, this Tennessee program rolling again. Yeah, and he, he should be able to. Um, you know, I think that, you know, bringing him in was, was a great, great deal uh, for, for Tennessee. I, I was surprised. Honestly, I was surprised that he uh, – they made the move so quickly. Like, I, I was I was banking on the fact that he was going to screw that thing up. Or not he, but uh, the, the, the Tennessee brass was going to screw that thing up. But they didn't. So, yep. good for them. Kudos to them. I will give them credit where credit is – is is due so um, i think danny white is a a very smart very smart guy and and like i said earlier just knowing what you're getting into you're getting coming into a program you know that has been decimated by the transfer portal um by controversy and now this scandal that's going on as soon as he got in there i bet his first thoughts was who can i trust who is a head coach that i can get in here that i know that i trust because you know coach elliott was also a front runner for that job as well uh, from Clemson, so yes. Now you're looking at those that's guys. Who I Coach Elliott has with. great character, great character guy. Um, but if I'm Danny White, I'm looking at it like I know, I know, I know Josh Heupel. I know what kind of guy he is, and this is the kind of guy that I want around, especially now with everything going on. So I think it's a great hire by him. Yeah, and if you want to quantify um, what Josh Heupel brings to the table. Um, he was uh, brings a high-powered offense. There, UCF was the only team in the country to rank among the top five in the country in total offense each of the last three seasons. That's 2018, 2019, and the season that just concluded in 2020. Um, the only team in the country to average at least 522.7 yards of total offense each of the last three seasons. And then, of course, averaging 42.2 points per game. And the ripple effect to, to those numbers is the American Athletic Conference went from 2018 to being a one-horse race in, in Central Florida to, like, it was going to be in the championship game who was going to just be the sacrificial lamb to Central Florida to now. That's an extremely competitive conference with, with Memphis. You have uh, Tulsa, Cincinnati. Um, all of these schools have been forced to kind of up their game even more because of what uh, Scott Frost started and what Josh Heupel finished um, mm-hmm. at UCF. And uh, and so I, I think if he brings any part of that to Tennessee, that's going to be great for them. Um, now, personnel-wise, they've got a lot of work to do um, as far as uh, – as far as going uh, going forward through the season, because they they're losing a lot of guys, so it'll be interesting to kind of see who he can, who's currently in the transfer portal that hasn't found a home yet. Who can he re-recruit off his current roster? Mm-hmm. How can he finish off signing day? And 
what is you know what what's happening on those fronts. So I think it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see kind of how they play that out. Um, but it'll be at least a year or two, and then they'll get hammered with NCAA stuff. They'll be competitive. They won't win much, and then and then they'll they'll kind of slowly start their rise. And I think he's the perfect guy to kind of get them through that um, because again, he's used to having you know group of five type type players and overachieving with them. Um, and he'll he'll get some he'll still be able to recruit some great people. Um, and he's been he's been in this conference before, so he's familiar with the with the landscape. Uh, he was the offensive coordinator at Missouri before becoming, uh, before moving on to Central Florida. So he was uh, he's been in this conference before. So um, if I'm a Tennessee fan, I'm excited. Uh, I think it's a great hire, but uh, some Tennessee fans are on the fence. Um, so I don't know. And there's some people that are that are on the fence of, you know, that's just an average hire, or you know, Tennessee just can't get it done, or. I think a lot of people are going to be shocked with this one. A lot of the naysayers are going to be shocked with this one. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. If you're outside looking in, um, unless you've played this game and you know how it all works, I think it's a great hire. I, I really do. Um, the, the dynamic of this Tennessee job, I mean, nobody wanted to touch it. You know, just, just look at what's happened in the last couple of months. Nobody wanted to touch the job. And to get a guy that has the pedigree of Josh Heupel should, should make you happy. You know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, if, if you've never been in this business or know how it works, then you should just just be quiet. And, just and you know, if it pans out, it pans out. If it doesn't, I mean, because, I mean, your top hit, your top coaches, coordinators or anything, weren't going to touch this job. You know, they wanted Coach Elliott, and Coach Elliott was like, mm, maybe, maybe not. He was on the fence. But you get a guy like Josh Hype was like, yeah, I'll do it. And that's what you want. You want a guy that's committed to the program. Uh, no matter the situation. And I think Danny White saw that as well, and, and they pulled the trigger. So, I mean, if I'm a Tennessee fan, I'm happy with whoever I got that is going to – has a pedigree like Coach Heupel, and I'm happy, and let's roll, and let's see what we can do. Exactly. So, um, it'll be a fun ride. Tennessee fans, congratulations um, on not only making a good hire at AD – but also making a good hire uh, with the, with your head coach. So, speaking of ads, Israel, I sent you an article from GeorgiaDogs.com, and this will be this will be how we wrap it up. Um, Josh Brooks, not surprising to anybody that knows him, uh, doing a great job promoting the, the the UGA brand, bringing Top Golf live to Sanford Stadium. Uh, so I'm excited what he's doing. Uh, that's something that would I would love to to be able to go do is play top golf in Sanford Stadium. Uh, see if I can see if I can crush a driver uh, into the upper deck on the other side and just just listen for it to to, to crackle off of the uh, off the bleachers. So um, you know Josh Brooks has done a tremendous job uh, with at, at AD so far. Man, he's doing a great job. I, I saw that earlier on. On Twitter, um, they they had made a little little hype video for it, which which was awesome. Um, I think that's I think that's a great idea. Um, he, he's bring like I said, he's bringing things that attracts not only fans but students, but student athletes. He's doing things that's going. You mean to tell me I get to go play top golf at Sanford Stadium? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. Who's who's not going to want to come do that? You know, so not only not does that, people. that brings notoriety to your school, that brings money into the school, revenue to help with yep. everything, not just sports, but everything, you know, around yep. around Athens, which is already 
blossoming already. Every time I go, there's something new being built. Um, so, mm-hmm. I mean, and especially a time during COVID, because Top Golf, especially down here in Jacksonville, Top Golf is still open. So you know, yeah, same with, here in Nashville. With downtown being, you know, downtown makes its money during football season. With that not being able to, you get those vendors from downtown. There's so much opportunity that can happen. Yeah, you got food trucks. You got. You know, you got uh, mobile bars got probably going to pop up. You know, you got all kind of possibilities for different things, and so it's it's just it's it's a great opportunity for for UGA, not just UGA athletics to uh, to be to be showcased. So, um, hats off to Josh Brooks, uh, the first of many great things that he's done uh, so far. I, I guess his first big challenge is going to be what's he going to do with the basketball program but we'll we'll evaluate that when when basketball season's over um also if you if you want to get excited about uh about gear swag which some people do uh you need to you need to go to the uh, uga equipment uh twitter and and see what the see what the layout they gave the baseball team those cleats especially are outstanding i don't know if you've seen them but, but but go look Baseball gear is like the swag of baseball. I mean, they get so much cool stuff. I mean, you got all these they different do. uniforms and variety of things you can wear. Uh, baseball is like the Oregon of the Oregon of sports. You know, there's so much, so many things that you can do with it, from armbands to gloves and shoes and things like that. So, I mean, I haven't seen it yet. Um, I, I saw a couple of sample jerseys um, early on. Uh, but I haven't seen the finished product, but I can't wait to go look at it now that you've, now that you've mentioned it. I completely forgot about it. Absolutely, man. It's uh, Nothing gets me excited about looking at gear. Uh, I, I guess I can thank Oregon for that uh, initially. But uh, So, yeah. But, but Israel, that's going to do it for us, man. Um, we had, had, another, had another great show, schedule release, uh, some new hires, uh, breaking news. I mean, uh, talking about steaks and ribs and – um, you know, maybe maybe UGA will hire maybe Josh Brooks will hire us as basketball coaches. I don't know. We we can we can get that done, I guess. He, he so, hires me. Um, we're pressing and we're we're running the whole game, baby. Hey, I and, and I wouldn't question you one bit. <laughs> That's what you got to do. So, um, any any last words before we uh, before we wrap this thing up? Uh, nothing much, you know. Just like just like always, everybody be safe. Um, hopefully, um, you know, with everything. Down here in South Georgia, everything's kind of trending down a little bit. Um, everybody's a little bit more safe now. Um, now that everybody believes it and thinks that it's real, because um, COVID is real. Um, so everybody just be safe and hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, and everything gets back gets back to normal, um, and we can have a spring for for all sports, um, not not just football, but for soccer and for baseball and all the spring sports that didn't get to play last year because of the COVID. Um, and everybody just take, take care of yourself. Uh, be, be aware of things around you and wear your mask if needed. No doubt. I couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, numbers are starting to get a little bit better here in Nashville. We're inching, inching, inching closer to, uh, to in-person learning. Uh, I'm, I'm anticipating sometime, um, middle of next month, maybe right after president's day, uh, would be my best guess as far as when we start uh, going back to school and I can start seeing these uh, these students in person. So uh, for Israel Troop, I'm Corey Burton. This is the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast. Again, find us anywhere you listen to the podcast, rate, review, and then subscribe. Do it in any order. I don't really care. Uh, find us on Twitter at Believe in Dogs, on uh, 
on Instagram as well. And you can find us also there at Facebook at Troopstar28 at CoachBurton36 on Twitter. Uh, so we had a, uh, we, we thank you for listening to another edition of the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast. We out and go dogs. Go dogs. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.